Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. So, Lillian, at this point, yeah. we you've just mm-hmm. gotten a feel of who you are. You've just talked about things that are not really related to science, but are related to science in some sort of way. And mm-hmm. uh, you've got to see who you were before mm-hmm. you, you, you when, when you were a little girl, like who you are, where you brought up. And you've gotten to feel, to maybe to know you a bit more better. So at this mm-hmm. point, I would like to know more about the science. Okay. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. at this point, you, um, you're doing a PhD, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. In bioinformatics. Now, mm-hmm. uh, before that, what were you doing? Oh, wow. Um, should I just start from the top and then move on to now how I got to the PhD? Oh, okay. Okay, great. So, um, so maybe you could first fill, fill us in of what first, what is vector control? Mm-hmm. Or you want to start from, uh, I, I would like maybe a snippet of what you're doing right now. Like, could you explain to some, oh, okay. someone in just a small summary, what, what is this that you're doing? What is a, what kind of computational research vector control this thing mm-hmm. is? Yeah. By informatics, what okay. is it? Okay, so to explain what I'm doing right now, then I'd have to also explain what I did right before I started this PhD. So okay. um, I, I'm doing my PhD in bioinformatics, which usually when I'm explaining it to uh, people who aren't in the scientific field, I, I just say computational biology. Although okay. when you're in the scientific field, then you would know there's sort of a difference although mm. it's a very thin line there. So yeah. it's mostly you're mixing it up, a hybrid a hybrid of computers and biological sciences. And the main focus of my study is this really interesting microorganism that we discovered during my master's. Mm. So I'll, I'll just talk about what I did for my master's and then... Mm now how it phased into this phd okay um, before I, that uh-huh. now i feel like you, you we need to get a feel of like the whole journey so i just wanted oh, yeah. you to mention what is it uh what is this that you're doing and all that before mm-hmm. so we can get through back to you know um oh. mm-hmm. bef- like before before getting into this whole thing before getting mm-hmm. into university, before everything, like what was going on be- behind there? Could you take us through that? I don't know where you'd like to start. I don't know if it's primary, high school. Just just get a, as a feel of how you got into doing something related to science in your university before you tell us okay. what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll start with high school because um, okay. 
with primary school i i was very open-minded because like i mentioned before i wanted to be an astronaut and yeah. a doctor and a scientist and everything all rolled up into one but when i got into high school that's when i i discovered that i really wanted to be a doctor and mm-hmm. i feel like this is what um my journey through high school would be what most people actually also talk about where your head is set on being a doctor and then it turns out differently once you get there but mm. yeah in high school my headspace my main focus was being a medical doctor that's what i knew i wanted to do i was mm. getting my street is working hard and in my in my head i knew I know what being a doctor is all about and that is what I want. If it's fixing someone's body, if it's mm. opening up whatever where people are at the time in high school people would be very traumatized about thinking about uh maybe working on a cadaver but then in high school because i didn't have that hands-on experience i was like yeah i can do it why are you so scared it's just like it's biology it's interesting what's happening underneath our bodies why would you be scared so all through high school i knew that was where my calling was at being a medical doctor and um i was in I started at Limuru Girls High School, but I was there for like, I almost said semester, one term. And then I moved to Moi Girls High School in Nairobi. Uh, That's CAB. Well, why did, do you want to tell us more about that? Like that transition? (laughs) Like what was happening? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, the main reason why I moved schools from Limuru to Moi Girls was actually, it's very petty when I talk about it, but I used to get very homesick. And this was the first time I was in a boarding school. And now I don't know what I had in my mind when I thought of boarding schools because I thought probably of, you know, when you have sleepovers with your friends or your cousins, it's always fun and games. But the minute my parents dropped me off at Limuru and then I realized I'm all alone and then yeah. being introverted, now I have to start making new friends. So How friends. do you even start? And it's very daunting. And mm-hmm. now this is the getting out of the comfort zone when you are not ready. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah. And the thing with Limuru girls, it was sort of on a hill. And if mm. you look out when you're going to the dining hall, you can mm. see Nairobi City, you can see KICC and sitting mm. all pretty. And you're like, my parents are somewhere out there and I'm all the way here in this cold. Limuru is also very, very cold. Mm. And it, every time I would go for meals, especially during dinner when the lights in Nairobi are all out and it's looking mm. so beautiful, I would mm. feel terribly homesick and miss my parents. And after the first time, I just talked to my parents and I, I told them I don't think I can be able to go back to Limuru Girls because now it's affecting me mentally. I haven't made any new friends and I just need to get somewhere else. So then I sometimes feel bad that I had to make my parents go to <laughs> through looking for schools for me. But then luckily I had... um. I had done really well in my primary school exams, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really 
that well. much of a hassle. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> how am I supposed to say the max? <laughs> if you want to, there's nothing wrong uh, okay. with it. Yeah, I, I I got a 443 out of 500. Wow. And yeah, so I had done well. And my hopes were... Did you know were, your rank in, in, in national-wide? Nationally? Mm. Mm, I don't know. Nationally, I'm not so oh, sure. But okay. yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It must have been around... 175 or something but i'm not sure those are the kinds of things that you, your parents would never forget but me um, i forgot my forget. mind <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah so and actually my eyes had been set on kenya high school and i remember because i got the 443 that was actually the cut off to getting into kenya high so mm-hmm. i had thought that i would get into kenya high which is a national school so my head yeah. was just set there and limuru girls is just the placeholder that you put this is how confident i was you're just mm-hmm. putting that placeholder there but you know you're going to go to kenya high so even after yeah. my results came out i knew i was going to Kenya High and not Limuru, which was my second choice. But then things happened the way that they did. Despite my cut of being what Kenya High was looking for, I still didn't make it. And it's also interesting because what my mom was telling me when they're now selecting the students for the schools, if the cutoff is for 43, and obviously it's not just one or two people that have gotten for 43, um, yeah. it's a number of people. So they're going to be choosing um alphabetically based on the surname oh. and my surname starts with an a but still i didn't make it so oh how god, god works it's, it's very interesting how did you and feel? At, at the time i was heartbroken i oh. cried i cried and right now i usually get really embarrassed to tell people just how much i broke down knowing that i didn't get to my school the school that i always wanted to go to for years and years and how confident I was. I wish you could have seen me in primary school. I was so mm-hmm. confident that I was going to this school, Kenya High School. But mm-hmm. the odds were stuck against me. And you know when God says this isn't for you, it's this other path, then mm-hmm. it just happens that even if everything, all the factors show that they could lead you to point A, if God has said it's point B or path B, that's the one that you're going to find yourself in so yeah that's how i got myself i found myself in limuru girls and how i dropped out of limuru girls to get to moi girls because i had sorry let me just take a sip of water okay so uh because i had gotten really good marks in my primary primary examinations and you know also in form one after the first term that's when a lot of parents pull out kids from different high schools Mm. to switch you know so i was lucky enough to get an an opportunity at my girls high school nairobi Mm. and that's where i did uh, all of my high school I think at some point, you know, my aunties or uncles would make fun of me and be like, are you still sticking it out? Because they thought, you know, I would 
again be homesick but then it was pretty easy for me to enjoy my time in my girls because mm. it was in nairobi yeah. and uh, an, an additional bonus to it is that my dad used to work in gong road right next to the school it was like oh. a 10 minute walk from his office to my school and he would always come every week and probably leave a note with the secretary just to encourage oh. me oh, and man. you see now that's all the motivation you need so <laughs> yeah so just, my time what, what would they not school. say mostly it would be like a quick update of what's going at ho- on at home and then mm. he would put in an encouragement or a verse that would say keep strong we're all praying for you you've made us proud you know and then it would be like i stopped by just to say hi and mm. usually mm. um when we would get the notes is so they would put like in the dining hall in the dining hall they would put a list of people who need to go to the secretary to pick maybe some package that has been brought by their parents or their guardian. So I would always go to the dining hall and my name would always be there. Every week wow. my name would always be there. And it's just that those little notes, you know, they keep you going. They keep encouraging you and motivating you. And yeah, it, it's one of the best aspects of my high school life having that constant motivation from my parents and sometimes it wouldn't just be my dad's notes it would be something like so he would tell my sister and brother and mom that he would pass by at my at my high school maybe on friday and they would all write personal notes and you know with kids it's usually interesting to see the sort of crooked handwriting but then all the love all that Mm. i mean yeah i think that is one of the biggest motivations that i've had in my life yeah that got me emotional oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) it almost got me too (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining and shout out to your dad i'm just imagining Mm -hmm. that this is um a kid, because you you were a kid. You were a teenager, but still a kid. Yeah. You are stra- mm-hmm. you are so used to be at home, your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. now you're in this mm-hmm. new environment. You you have to make friends, and you still have to you know uh, do well mm-hmm. in school. And then your dad just you know they they support you through. They support your decision because not many students like they will just say you know i don't want to go to this school she's still a good school mm-hmm. I, I want to switch mm-hmm. to be closer home and their parents go up and down still look for that school and mm-hmm. even on top of that they still go ahead and uh, they don't send necessarily money they don't send any materialistic things just a note you know yeah it's like a reminder enough. we're still here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and and um uh, that that reminds me of the kind of love that people, even in relationships or in um, in parent child, or any or friend friend kind of relationships where people think that the only way you can express love is in form of some sort of material, some sort of gift. They forget that you can always express yourself. You can always express your love or yeah. your support mm-hmm. through um, mm-hmm. 
a small note just a small note yeah just, just a small note would change yeah. everything it yeah. it means the world especially to people who are feeling a bit alone at yes. the time and just mm. knowing that this person constantly has you in their minds it's very motivating yeah yeah Okay, mm. so um, now that that was the highlight, do you do you want to tell us about a low or another highlight during a high school? Um, uh, high school highlight uh, or low light? Is there something like that though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the low points of my high school was. I guess it would be um when you lose someone close to you and you're in boarding school. So I lost my grandmother and my uncle while I was still in high school. And at the time, the policy that the high school had was that you cannot leave school unless... um someone closer to you, like your brother or sister or parents had passed away. But if it's the extended family, then you don't have to leave school. And still in my heart, I feel like that shouldn't be the ideal situation or because how it was handled was that now I just got, and they wouldn't allow your parents or your family to come and sit with you and tell you that grandma has passed away or uncle has passed away so you would just get a note that said uh, grandma has passed away we tried to come and talk to you but the school does not allow it and now you're alone in school you don't have any relatives you just have probably really good friends but none of them are really sharing this loss with you so you have to process it on your own so the the the, so my lowest was when my grandma died when I was in form two and actually it was around lunchtime and we were going to the dining hall and I saw my mom coming mm. to to going to the administrative block mm. and she waved at me and because I know school rules you cannot talk to your parents mm. I just waved back but then I could see there's something not right just based on how her face was mm. crestfallen but i was just excited to see her and then so i said i waved and then i ran I, I rushed to the dining hall and then she went to the administrative block later she told me that she had gone to talk to the principal to see if i could probably go home or if she could talk to me and tell me about the loss, but they didn't accept that. And all that she was left to do was to write me a note. So finding from a note that grandma passed away, and this was the first time that someone really close to me, someone that I know has passed away, it really hurt and it really broke me. And I think that was my lowest moment. I don't know how I survived through the, the week because then... I was I felt so bad and so my grandma this was my dad's mom and I knew that my dad was also going through a a lot just having lost his mom it's always it's never easy losing a parent no matter how old you are it's never easy and knowing that I couldn't be there for my family and that I'm just 
you know, away from it all, it it felt really bad. That was my lowest moment, and I I never talked to about it to my parents or my siblings. They don't know it. I talked. I had to talk to my best friend at the time because there was no way I could have been able to handle all that, all those emotions, and you know, alone. So I'm thankful that I my. Another highlight of my high school days was that I got really good friends that I'm mm-hmm. still friends with up wow. until today that were able to support me through that period. And it's mm-hmm. sad that you didn't even have teachers that could be able to go to talk to you or, you know, take you through the the whole, yeah. Money. But yeah, that that was low. That was really low, and I think I lost it at some point in form two. I, my my grades actually started to drop, mm. but then I recovered. I I just remembered what I was working towards, and I kept pushing. Mm. But yeah, that was my lowest moment in high school. Hmm. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Oh, I'm back. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're talking about uh you transition into your uh university before I. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's <laughs> get right back on track. Um. <laughs> so uh, like I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> side track to the main track, but yeah, I'm with yeah. it. In in high school, I had mentioned how I I knew, but I I think also I had gotten a bit of some cockiness in me because I knew I was going to be a medical doctor, and my grades and all these teachers that believed in me were always like, yeah, you can do it, you can be a doctor. So again, when it mm. came to now choosing the campus the campuses I wanted to go to and the um, the programs that I wanted to apply for, obviously my first choice was now medicine. Okay. But then because now you have to fill these other gaps, what's your second option, what's your third option, uh, I then had to look at, so what is the closest to medicine I can get to? And there was this interesting new um degree that bachelor's degree that they called biomedical sciences and i was like hmm it has medical in it why not so i put that as my second choice but Mm -hmm. in my head i knew it's medicine i'm going for whatever happens but unfortunately or fortunately now i can say fortunately but then it was unfortunately i didn't get (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get to do medicine. My grades didn't cut it at all. And um, how how did you get? Like, how were your grades? Um, I got, I got um an A minus, and with an A minus, straight up, you know, you won't be able to get into med school because now that's just. You have to have an A and a very strong A at that, yeah. not just yeah. any A. Yeah, so I got an A minus. And not because you can't a. do medicines, just that the competition yeah, for yeah, the exactly. are, is very high. Yeah, yeah, very. So I I remember when when I discovered that when I 
So my grades after KCSC and I just knew it's not going to be medicine. And I remember how my my mom was so adamant into, are you sure this is the dream you want because we can try and make it work? But then it would bring me back to the memories of high school, how I dropped out of Limuru and how my parents really fought for me. And I'm like, now I am 18. I cannot do this to them. Now they want to, you know, get me into like a parallel program. And now this is, it's going to be a lot of money. And there has to be a reason I haven't gotten this because I knew like all through high school that the grades I'm getting would get me there. But then with the final exam, it didn't get there. So there has to be a reason why. So I just told my mom that um, there's no need. God has a reason for this. So I ended up doing biomedical sciences. Mm -hmm. I joined biomedical sciences at the University of Nairobi. And that was also a very interesting experience. Yeah, the the (laughs) University of Nairobi. (laughs) Okay. How is Mm -hmm. it, the biomedical? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, why do you say, tell us why you say that uh, it is fortunately now. Um, because when when I look back realistically, I think even in high school, I still had this very childish, innocent um, mentality where I, I wasn't looking at things realistically because in my head, I knew I could, I could easily like go through a human body and not feel scared. But then when I actually started now my undergrad in biomedical sciences, this was in Chiromo and it was very close to now uh, med school first years. And I remember the first semester, it was just me full of envy looking at this med students doing their things going to do like to check on cadavers and whatever and I felt really left out so it was my process of healing and getting into now accepting that I'm doing biomedical sciences but seeing the med students it used to just spark that sort of envy and feeling like I didn't make it so there was this time out of curiosity I just wanted to see what do these people do in their labs and they had this session with a cadaver and I tried to join this session and (laughs) I could not (laughs) I could not I could not stomach it and from then I was like God you knew you knew this little girl could not manage this that's why and I kept insisting but you knew (laughs) your plans were worth it so that's how I found out that yeah med school was not meant for me and then with biomedical sciences everything that we were taught or Mm. the process the whole undergraduate um the exposure that we were getting all led to where i am at now i feel like that was the Mm. best program for me to get to where i am right now and what's interesting with uh, biomedical sciences at the University of Nairobi was that it was being taught by veterinary faculty. Oh. So it wasn't under 
the school of health sciences oh, yeah. it was uh-huh. yeah it was under vet and a lot of these people are now vet doctors and what they're teaching us is based on their knowledge on animals you know so mm-hmm. it's it you're not just limited to humans you're exposed mm-hmm. to more than just the human body and how it works now you're moving mm-hmm. to animals and all the things that are happening so it's a whole new world and I feel like most of my biomedical sciences, most of my period during my undergrad was just filled with awe and sometimes questioning myself with like, is this really what I want to do when maybe, especially in exams, then anatomy exam, they would bring us like muscles from different animals and you have to identify the muscles and what they do. And you're there on the table trying to figure it out and you're like, hmm, so this is my future. What am I going to do with this? So a lot of that was questioning yourself and also enjoying it at the moment. And even with my undergrad final project, I really enjoyed what I got to do. It was a very simple project but having that was the first time I was able to like have a project on my own and see to it from the beginning to the end and see how bacteria grow so my undergrad project was on antimicrobial microbial activity on some common household stuff like onions using garlic does it mm. have any activity on common bacteria so just mm-hmm. being able to set up that project and working through it the ups and downs of that that was really interesting and that was the first time that i actually really realized fully that research is what i wanted to do and at that point it's when i was like god i know i kept bothering you about med school but research now this is it this is the one for me such that's where I'm going from there. So after that undergrad project, that's when I knew. Yeah. 